Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we're picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Today I'm touching on verses 11 to 15 for context. I want to read it to you. And it reads as follows. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and was revived, for he had not eaten food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. David asked him, Who do you belong to? Where do you come from? He said, I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Carathites, some territory belonging to Judah, and the Negev of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag. David asked him, Can you lead me down to this raiding party? He answered, Swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master and I will take you down to them. Have you ever felt left out? It's not a good feeling. At times, people will use us and discard us. And when that happens, that is a very, very hurtful situation. Fortunately for us, who man deems unfit, God can use for his glory. This Egyptian slave was left for dead. His master felt that, hey, he was good enough to fight beside me, but he's not worth looking after. Why would the Amalekite master look after him anyway? He just got slaves from Ziklag and all the other places that they raided. This guy was sick. He couldn't continue, and it just wasn't worth it. Well, everyone is worthwhile in God's sight. You are not disposable. You have value. You may be looked over. You may not be as strong, as skilled, as tall, as short, as talented, as big, as small, or as fast as the others. But you have a purpose, and your purpose is in God. When you're moving in your purpose, it can cause your view to be much, much different regarding who you are it can also cause you to relish in the fact that you were rejected because the people that you were rejected by you weren't supposed to be around or be with in the first place that wasn't the place for you the slave was so conditioned that he couldn't see what was happening to him David and his men nursed him back to life when he was strengthened he asked for two things uh, in return for his help that is said hey don't kill me and don't turn me back over to my master let me be free and that's understandable he was just discarded by his master who knows the abuses and mistreatment that he suffered at his hands or how long he was enslaved this could have been something and a place that he was in a state that he lived in for all of his life it's unfortunate that he couldn't see that they value his life much more than for what he could do 
they started ministering to him before they even knew who he was. They didn't say, you know, who are you? Where'd you come from? What'd you do? No, the first thing they did was gave him water and they gave him food and they nursed him back to life. Then after they did that, they then began to inquire as to who he was. And that's a very important lesson for those in ministry. Sometimes you have to deal with the physical before you can start going into the spiritual piece of things. You know, sometimes you have to take care of them just where they are before you can get to even know who they are and what it is that they need. Anyway, David knew what it was like to be rejected. When Samuel called for all of Jesse's sons, they didn't think enough of David to call him in. When he went to check on his brothers at the battlefront, as his father instructed him to, his brothers dismissed him and they downplayed the role that he had in the family. Well, that downplayed role of tending to those few sheep shaped him into the man who would set the standard for kings in Israel. He has a purpose for your life and he will use you just where others have discarded you. You're not in the place where you are for no reason. You're not. As is human nature, you don't know the value of something or when you don't know the value of something. You often misuse it and you abuse it. You use it for what it's not supposed to be used for. Likewise, when you're familiar with people, the way that you value them may be diminished. That's what happened with Jesus. In his hometown, they questioned his knowledge, power, and ability because they knew him. It was like, hold on, wait. Isn't that Mary's boy? That's Mary over there, isn't it? And his sisters are right over there. Here are his brothers. Uh, yeah, where did he get all this wonderful knowledge and do all these miracles. He didn't uh, He didn't raise anybody from the dead when he was here when my, my father, my son, my child was dying. You know, who, who is this that comes back now? And that's when Jesus said that a prophet is without honor only in his own uh, country, in his own home, among his own people. And because of the fact that they lacked faith in him, they were like, hmm, I don't know who he is. Yeah, I I remember when. It kept him from doing many miracles there. Faith is so important when it comes to the things of God. God can't move on your behalf. He can't do what he really wants to do in your life if you don't believe in him if you don't trust him if you don't stand on what he has said he can't move the way that he wants to in your life you gotta have faith it was their lack of faith that kept him from doing all those miracles and likewise for us if we don't have the proper level of faith the miraculous things that God wants to do in our life won't happen the world did not and they still don't value Jesus that's why he told Pilate when he was being questioned that my kingdom is not of this world if it were my servants will fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders 
But now my kingdom is from another place. Where was it from? It was from heaven. Why was it not of this world? Because the world rejected him. Why would they reject him? Because they didn't want him. They wanted their own rule. They wanted to be their own kings. And that started in the garden. Adam and Eve decided they wanted to do things their own way. They didn't want to be under God's rule. They wanted their own kingdom. But that's not how God designed for things to be. And David wrote in Psalms 118, and Peter echoed this before the high priest in Acts 4, uh, verse 11. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Yes, the world has rejected Jesus. Yes, people may have rejected you, but God knows just what he's doing. And that thing that has been rejected, you who have been rejected, your gift that's been rejected, God can use that and build on it to accomplish what he desires. David knew what rejection was like, and he was not going to leave that man in his state as a shepherd and as a man of God who had a heart after God. He was called to love people. And that's what he did with this man. He loved him because God loves him. The Lord used the Egyptians pain and suffering to set him up to fulfill God's will. There is a purpose for the pain that you are currently suffering. There is a reason why you are where you are right now. Ask God. How do you want to use me? What do you want to get out of me in this situation? Lord, I know I'm I'm going through and I know I am experiencing this pain. But what is it that you want to get out of this pain? What is your purpose for this pain? And when God reveals this to you, act on his word and watch his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Selah. Pause and think about this. I think next week I'll be closing out of 1 Samuel chapter 30. I think. I don't know. We'll see. But next week we are going to look at how God restores things. Until then, God bless and keep it together.